Hey everyone and welcome back to the F Words podcast. I know it's been a little bit since you last heard from me, but excited to welcome Zach Cohen to the stage today. Um, We're going to be talking a little bit about the Florida Gators, which unfortunately I hope that this would be an episode I would never have to do, but our team is in turmoil and we're here to kind of debrief on what's been happening and what needs to be fixed. So Zach, if you want to um, just come on here and introduce yourself and then we can get started in in what's going on with the Gators the past few weeks. Jeez, that was so depressing, but like it kind of needed to be because I think that's just like what it is to be a Gators fan right now. Um, yeah, Zach Cohen. Uh, I do a lot of things in a lot of different places. Uh, I'm wearing my shirt for the draft network right now so social media at zach cohen fb if if anyone cares zsch the right way to spell it so that's who i am i like football like sports i don't know that's kind of it shameless plug right here Mm -hmm. gotta Um, do it exactly but zach excited to talk today um like i said before this is honestly a podcast that i'd never thought i'd be having to do in the middle of the gators season or i'd hope that i never had to do Um, So to kind of get started, really want to focus a little bit on like, you know, we've been at UF for the past four years at this point, we've seen a lot of transitions in the team. Um, Mullen started our first year, our freshman year. So we've seen the team transform a lot from Felipe Franks to Kyle Trask to Emery Jones to AR-15. Um, I want to take a few minutes to look back about the last few seasons, specifically last season seemed like a really good time for us. And just your thoughts towards the end of the season, the off season, kind of that outlook of everything. Yeah, it's kind of been cool to really see like Mullen go throughout this program, like all while we're here. It's as if he's going through college with us. And maybe at one point in our lives, we'll look back and say like, oh, the Mullen era was our college. You know, maybe he won't last past this season. And there's definitely the possibility that happens, but everything coming into the season suggested otherwise. I mean, look, you have two straight seasons to kick off your tenure as the head ball coach uh, in double digit wins. And then you go eight and four last year, started to raise a few questions, but it's like, okay, you're the best offense ever, but that defense sucked. Come on. Those problems got to be fixed coming into this year, right? No, that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. Uh, They're sitting at four and five. A lot of issues are kind of like the same issues we've really been seeing, but I think the biggest thing that's raised most eyebrows coming over from last season was just really the quarterback play isn't exactly I think where a lot of people thought it would be and I don't think it's on it's not necessarily on Emery or Anthony Richardson I think it's mostly on Mullen because he's he's, he's in he hasn't really been able to commit to either of those quarterbacks and I get it you know you want to have different packages for different quarterbacks you want to unveil different things against different defenses, catch them off guard. Sure. Go for it. But at that point you should hope that it works. And it really hasn't been working. I know AR has obviously been dealing with some injuries lately. Emery wasn't really the healthiest in the past couple games either, but still you would expect a bit more, maybe not Kyle Trask level, but enough to the point where you don't have to worry about who your starting quarterback is going to be going into every game. Yeah, totally agreed. Um, you know, from my perspective, it was honestly really surprising to see Trask really emerge as the player that he did emerge as that Heisman contender. In my opinion, 
a lot of the comparisons that were made to him and Tebow didn't make sense in my mind. Um, you know, when I look back and think about what was going on here with Tebow, he had so many different people he could throw the ball to, as well as such a strong defense. Uh, Trask, yeah, he had KT, he had Kyle Pitts, but our defense has really been lacking, which is definitely something I want to get into a little later in this conversation. But um, another thing that I want to bring up here in, uh, in comparing Trask and uh, Tebow is, in my opinion, Trask was a great guy, but I think what made him successful was his dedication to really learning the playbook. And I think coming into this season, that's where a big disconnect is. Um, you know, Mullen's been called the QB whisperer multiple times. Um, his work with Tebow, Dak Prescott, Kyle Trask. But now it's like, okay, you know, where is he going with that? I think one of our biggest problems this season has been the confusion of who's playing at quarterback. Time and time again, week after week, we see Mullen not committing to anyone in press conferences. And it's really odd to me because I feel like when he first started, um, he was such a happy-go-lucky coach, really had a lot of energy um, in those press conferences, was excited about the way that the team was working, um, excited about the goal on where to get the team. And I feel like this season you've really, really seen, or we've really, really seen a, a decline of kind of the energy he brings to the table. And, you know, I don't really know what's going on behind closed doors, obviously, but it's definitely worrisome to think um, that Mullen could be on the market next, next season and the off season, but, you know, definitely going deeper into that later. Um, but yeah, I think our biggest problem starts at the quarterback confusion that's really come about in the last few mm -hmm. games. It's a good point that you bring up. He started off as like this go lucky, like family man. Everyone loves him. Now he's kind of viewed as like, like this grouch. Uh, someone tweeted out like how different Mullen sounds now that he has like in-person press conferences. Like he seems like a lot yeah. less of a, less of a dick for a better word, excuse my language, I guess. But, and I think a lot of it obviously has to do with, like, can you blame him? He gets pestered with the same damn questions every single week. Who's your quarterback? What are you gonna do about Grantham? Things like that. So I don't really like blame him. I just think the way he's handled it, especially this season, especially in the face of adversity, hasn't been good, but that's just the price to pay when you're losing. You know, you're not given the benefit of the doubt anymore. So kind of being touted as this quarterback whisperer, then coming into the season nine games in and you don't have a quarterback who's lived up to the hype of a Dak Prescott or a Kyle Trask. It stinks. But again, the expectations on, on our part, the, the media, you know, the, the national other teams, things like that, everyone outside of the Gators program kind of saying like, why isn't someone emerging as a potential quarterback? Maybe that's, maybe that's our fault for having those type of expectations, but it, wouldn't be an issue if one of the quarterbacks either Emery or Anthony had a firm grasp on the quarterback job that just hasn't happened yet and I feel like part of me is thinking that if Mullen was comfortable one of them did it would be pretty clear based on his answers let alone based on who suits up and starts for the team every Saturday so it kind of makes me feel like I don't think either of them could be the answer. Could one of them potentially develop down the line? I don't know, but there's a big question coming this off season because one of these players, Richardson or Jones will not be with the team next year. It just like, why, like, why yeah. would that happen? 
Emery could transfer. He could go to the draft. Richardson could transfer, realizing Emery is going to stay here. And I think everyone would prefer the latter. You know, Richardson, yeah. highly touted prospect, Gainesville native. It's about damn time he gets to starting reigns, you know? Yeah. It's also really interesting because I felt like last season, you know, it was definitely a successful season, but was it, you know, coming out with that mm. eight and four record, it kind of, it, it was a little sweeter while it was happening than when I'm looking back. And yeah, I mean, we always have a tough schedule playing LSU, especially um, I'm blanking on some of the, other, Oh, Texas A&M. That was a brutal game looking back, but you know, towards the end of the season, last season, I remember thinking, okay, Trask, Yes, he's a Heisman contender, but do you really care about the Heisman contender or do you care about the longevity of the team? There were so many opportunities and so many times last season when I'd be watching Trask struggling, honestly. He started throwing interceptions like nobody's business towards the end of the season and never once did Mullen resort to putting Emery in. So I think now when we're in this season and there's obviously so much confusion from Emery's part on how to run an offense when our offensive line is awful and then ar-15 anthony richardson he's a freshman he doesn't know anything at this point he doesn't know how to run a play a playbook he doesn't know how to run an offense he doesn't know how to run a team so you know like filling in those gaps was something that i had hoped would be solved this summer and evidently it hasn't been and here we are um going into our samford week which i thought would be a you know a blowout and now i'm honestly worried for it and i don't even know why (laughs) We're questioning whether this will be the new Georgia Southern. I, I vividly remember that week. I don't know if you grew up a Gators fan, but yeah. I grew up a diehard. Yeah, perfect. I grew up a diehard Gators fan. So I remember every ups and downs, starting with my earliest memory being like Chris Leak with yeah. the team. And then this backup guy, uh, Cameron Newton and yeah. Tim Tebow. So it's kind of crazy to see the, the progression of the Gators and like where they stand in terms of the national media and stuff, because last year, yeah, there was a lot to love about the team. It was the best offense the team may have ever seen. And then their defense, which is normally a, a pretty stout unit in itself, just completely being a liability. And I think a lot of that kind of ties into obviously Todd Grantham at the helm, Mullen being too naive to really make changes earlier. And we were warned. We were warned about this when Mullen was hired for Mississippi state. A lot of people just kind of focused on the good that he brought with them. But like this issues of lack of discipline, a lack of accountability, uh, uh, too much loyalty. Like those were themes we see now that have been present throughout his tenure as a head football coach. So to say that it's kind of become a, a bigger, more popularized issue. Now I'm not really shocked that that's the case, but at what point do you say, is this really going to be what's holding Mullen back from taking this program or really any program he ever coaches to the next level? So still a lot of questions I have about Mullen as a coach and entering year five, potentially that's not somewhere you want to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I know. I did grow up a Gators fan and looking back this Saturday, I'm literally wondering like wishing for like a Luke Del Rio at quarterback, a John Brantley at quarterback, anyone to just Uh. save us. But like, at least we had defense back then. Want to switch topics right now a little bit and talk about, you know, this season and, and what we've seen. And in my opinion, we really, really, really peaked during the Alabama game. Like since then, it's just been 
a total, total dismantling of our offensive line, our defense, our offense in general. Our team has not been able to get it together since then. And I just want to kind of talk about, you know, why we've had like a total stop to the progression we've been going on since that game. God, the Alabama game was such a just like the game environment and the fact like we only lost by two. That, that was as close to a moral victory as I've ever personally experienced. Uh, maybe even more so than the SEC championship game, which I was at last season against Bama. Because, look, you kind of go into this like, oh, man, like if the Gators, one of the top teams in the country right now, pull this off. Wow. It's like that. that's where we want to be. And then we don't. We get pretty damn close. So just to have that like taste of, hey, we can still be a top team in the country despite this loss to Bama. Then we go into Tennessee the next week. Slow start. It was 17-14 at halftime. Then we turned it on. We won 38-14. to And either way, I think the Gators have really mostly been a second half or even just a one-half team in Mullen, you know. Uh, he's really good at making those halftime adjustments, I think. And it's like, okay, like it's Tennessee. Like, yeah, I can't be perfect. And we still beat them by 24. What's next? Nope, we, we don't want to know <laughs> yeah. what came next. Oh, my gosh. It was, uh, it, it was a worst-case scenario from then on out, losing to Kentucky and LSU and being spanked by Georgia. And then the biggest loss to South Carolina in program history. I don't – it's – it's like a worst case scenario for Gators fans from that point on from Bama. Like that, that was our, what's the word? Oh man. That was like our heaven. Yeah. That was, that was our, our eternal state of bliss. Like we're there. This is where we want to be. We just went out, beat Georgia. We're in. Nope. Didn't happen. Oh, yeah, well. no. through all the losses that we've had, Kentucky, LSU, Georgia, South Carolina, I literally feel like I'm in a nightmare and then I wake up and I'm in another nightmare and I'm just waiting to wake up from this like continuous nightmare. And now it's like we have Samford coming up and like I'm pretty positive we're going to win just because it's a home game. But like at this point, are we even making a bowl game? Like the answer is no. Like, we're not ranked. Like, when was the last time this has happened? Like, we are so beyond this. And I am hoping that, you know, the adjustments with our offensive line and defensive coordinators mm -hmm. really change things. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think a really, really interesting part of the Dan Mullen era has been the lack of defense. And, you know, looking back through the history after after like in Gators history, honestly, our defense has always been so, so, so strong in the SEC. And, you know, I think in my opinion, defense wins games. And the reason that we've been struggling for so many years is because we don't have a defense. I've never liked Todd Grantham. I've never thought he was the answer. He should have been fired after he was co cursing out the Vanderbilt sideline our freshman year when we played um, away just not something you want to be representative of your team. And I don't know, you mentioned it before. Mullen is very loyal. He prides himself on being loyal. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, are you loyal or are you keeping Todd Grantham because you want someone to play poker with when your kids are having the same babysitter? This is what, <laughs> these are the questions I'm asking, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's a good sell <clears throat> to players to say like, I'm a loyal and he has a track record to show to it. It's not necessarily a bad thing to be loyal, 
when it becomes bad to be considered loyal is when you're losing because you don't want to be holding on to something that is hurting you you know holding on to todd grantham was just like playing tug of war the longer you hold the rope the more it hurts you and when they fired him i'm not gonna lie i jumped for joy i was with my friends we celebrated uh firing our defensive coordinator that's the point of the season where we are and the point in dan mullen's tenure so kind of i know we'll talk about it i'd like i'd love to talk about a little bit more later too about potential replacements but i think kind of circling back to mullen here is what exactly is there to do right now other than not lose or even win close against Sanford. It has to be a brutal blowout. I'm talking like 50 points. Like they're playing the Citadel again, dropping 70 points on them. It, it, it can't be close. There cannot be a single ounce of doubt because if there is, if there's one moment or two moments of this game where it's like, oh my gosh, we may lose. How can you justify keeping them when you have Missouri and Florida state on the docket, a Florida state team that is, not as bad as they looked starting off the season. Like that, yeah. that's the doomsday scenario right yeah. there is if you lose to FSU, because then Mullen's not even making it back to his house before right. he gets fired. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, in my head, it's like, okay, the problems that we're facing right now is we have no true quarterback. Our defense sucks. We don't have any recruiting mechanisms, which is something I want to get into a little bit later. Our offensive line has I don't even know what's wrong with it. It's so bad, but it's like all those things. And then it's like, are, is it all those things or is it Dan Mullen? Like, can he manage a program? You know, like the Florida Gators is a lot different than coaching at Mississippi state. And I'm like, mm -hmm. honestly worried that we keep him and it continues, but I think I'm even more worried that we let him go and then he gets snatched up by another team and then we're left with nothing. And then we're in a continuous cycle of like Muschamp, McElwain, and then to get like someone else that's supposed to be like Mullen and then he manages a quarterback and then our team sucks again. And it's like, we just want a championship. We're right there. I mean, I don't necessarily think we were going to be able to win a championship this year, but uh, like, very big emphasis on like two steps forward, three steps back right now. Mm -hmm. If we do fire Mullen, my one request would be not to hire a coach whose last name starts with M seems to not really be working out. I do find it interesting. You kind of look back at like McIlwain and Muschamp. Like McIlwain was fired after going three and four in his third season. Muschamp was fired after going six and five in a fourth season after they went four and eight the season prior. So there is a little precedence with like when Mullen could be canned because I think right now um, let's say they beat Missouri and FSU and obviously Samford. I can't really see him being fired. Yeah. Uh, I could see him being fired midway through the following season. Once the, the same issues keep popping up, no quarterback consistency, uh, lack of discipline, lack of accountability, all those fun things. So I can see like that happening with, with Mullen the only real reason I could see him getting canned during this season is if they lose point blank, yeah. they lose, or if it's really close, like if we look like we're going to lose at any point in the next three games, it may have to happen. Mullen may have to find a new place, but obviously the big question, okay, you replace your head coach. Now what can you yeah. do better? I think there's a legitimate like 
path to Mullen staying here in Florida, continuously being a contender for the SEC East. Maybe this season is that floor. Maybe this would be the worst season of his tenure. I wouldn't expect anything like this to happen again moving forward. Otherwise, he would be fired. Like, let's say we do keep Dan Mullen. Who the hell are we going to hire that could potentially be better? Mullen may not be able to elevate them to being a a championship contender, but there are many good coaches right now who could at least sustain Florida as an SEC East contender every single season. And I think that really brings up the the topic of recruiting. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. Mullen can coach. Mullen can coach. He can say things. He can run schemes and practices. He can brainstorm with um, Steve Spurrier up in the championship box on a Monday afternoon. But, like, if we don't have players to back it up, we're not winning. You know, you can train and train and train. You can practice, practice, practice. You can know the playbook like the back of your hand. But if we don't have pieces that are going to – you know, progress the program. What are we even doing? So like, in my opinion, I don't, even if we lose, I don't think we should fire Dan Mullen. I don't know who can come in and really build the team to be better than it is right now. I think stripping down on defense and offensive line and building from there is a really good starting point. To be honest, I think Grantham should have been out there years ago. So, you know, it does suck that right now it seems like it's starting to be a rebuild period when we're already, this is like a, a, a rebuild subset of the rebuild we're already in. And like, that's really confusing and it sucks, but at least it's happening. Like, I think letting Mullen go, even if we lose, is just giving a team an advantage. And I don't know if our program would ever recover from something like that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like I, I really couldn't tell you. And 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 I think, oh man, I hate this. I hate this so much. Actually, there's two things I hate that come to mind. Well, the first thing is how you know there's a head coaching job open at a top flight school and a top flight conference, and suddenly everyone's like, Well, what are the best coaches out there right now who aren't Nick Saban or Dabo Swinney? Surely the Gators could go after a James Franklin or a Jim Harbaugh, right? Like yeah. that annoys me. The other thing that annoys me, and I'm glad you brought it up with recruiting, is just how laxative the recruiting staff has really seen. Uh, this is not – I mean, this it, it probably should be more of a nationally known thing, but it's really not. But the recruiting staff under – Dan Mullen has really not cared as much as they probably should have a lot of people relaxing, you know, kind of uh, letting the recruiting process like flow by and it kind of, you know, puts a lot of people in the program in a tough position. Like, all right, I'm in, I'm trying to help this team win. And here you are getting paid a lot more money than me in a way better, more nationally prominent position, not really caring about the job like I'm supposed to do on the ground level. Like, I, I really don't think the Gators have cared as much as they should about recruiting. I could have said this a year ago. I could have said this two years ago. And just now it's kind of coming into light just how true that statement really is. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, in a fantasy world, I've been talking about this since the middle of last season. Let, like, like I want Will Muschamp back as our defensive oh. coordinator. Like, I oh. do. Like I do, like no one, like no one fires up the defense like he was able to. And like, we need a defensive coordinator that's going to sit his players down in the middle of a game and like point a finger in their face and call them out on what they're doing wrong. And, you know, make those adjustments. If Mullen is so good at like 
strategizing in halftime to make those adjustments. Let's get someone to support him on top of the fact that Muschamp is such a crucial piece for recruiting. Like think of the players that we have from that era. Think of like McIlwain too. Like we need someone to fill in that gap that's able to kind of like recruit because evidently Mullen can't do without getting in trouble. And we're going to need players to, you know, like back up who we have right now very quickly. And I'm worried because I'm looking at like the come up of some of these players and I'm seeing on Twitter every day that, you know, that they're recruiting to these schools that were never even like really an issue in my opinion. Um, And I think, I think it's kind of unacceptable to, to be in the state we're in right now where we don't have anyone like that. I'm excited to see, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're, we're branding like the Gator standard. We're advertising the Gator standard, but like, what's the disconnect, you know, is it, Mullen is it the way that we're approaching recruiting is it the way that we're you know portraying the brand on social you know like what are other schools doing we have a massive facility that's being built every day we see it of like that's that's catered towards getting these athletes in the building and it's not like the school in general is at a downfall with athletics at all like I think Scott Strickland is a is a really good uh AD and I think he really knows how to budget out and, and spend his money wisely on, on whatever sport is in need. But I mean, I don't think we need money right now. I think we need some like tender love and care and recruiting to really get us to this <laughs> next level. Yeah. And a lot of it, you know, kind of has to do with like the expectations set on the program because whether it's Mullen or the, the next coach that they potentially hire, what are you expecting out of this team? Are you expecting them to be a title contender every season? Are you expecting them to be one of the top recruiting teams every year? Because those teams don't always win on the field. Are you expecting them to kind of be just a little bit better than where we are now? Like two, three wins at uh, losses each at minimum every single season. And, you know, looking back, I think there's only been 16 times in UF's history where they've had 10 or more wins. Three of them have come with Urban Meyer. Two have happened under Mullen. Uh, nine of them have happened under Spurrier. Then McIlwain and Muschamp had one. Obviously, that takes into account the expansion of the season and the bowl games and all that stuff. But it's just kind of like I don't think we should really be setting the expectations too high. But that's kind of where Florida is as a program. That's how it needs to be, not just to recruit, but like this university. And like we as students have really seen the the, the Gator standard shoved in our faces, not just from a football standpoint and not just from an athletic standpoint, but from everything about the university, from academics to social life to diversity. And that's great. Yeah. Oh my God. Screw the construction. I hate construction now, but it's all right there. It's all in our faces. And it's just like, there really isn't no other way to be. Otherwise we'll become like a Miami of like a bunch of delusional fans thinking that like they're a top flight program when really they're just living in the past, like 20 years ago. So it just kind of comes to what do you want out of this program? And is Mullen the guy that can get you there? Or are you going to have to just suck it up and say, I'm going to take the chance with someone else. And if you got to keep hitting on a new coach, we're going to have to. Otherwise it's going to be the expectations that Gator standard, whatever your image of that is, that needs to take a back seat in a way. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, we've been talking for, I don't know, probably like 30 minutes at this point of just like all of these questions that we have, because no one has the answers obviously. And it's like, you know, like in my conclusion of this episode, kind of, it's like, 
we have so many problems. We have quarterback problems. We have recruiting problems. We have defensive problems. We have offensive line problems. We have coaching problems. We have like every, every type of problem. And it's like, is Mullen the person to fix these things? Or is he one of those lists of problems? You know, is he adding Mm -hmm. to that? So, you know, I don't, I would love to hear your thoughts on where we go from here, because Mm -hmm. obviously we're not the ones making the decision and it's like is the is the front office like that crazy that they're not even like hearing these are the fandoms and the boosters like feeling this way you know like where do we Mm -hmm. go from here it kind of reminds me of something kirk herb street said on college game day a few weeks ago about miami and he said like look like manny diaz isn't the problem the problem is the university not having their 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 views aligned with the football team because theoretically speaking like miami's brand is football at least in the the athletics world and i think really why most people care about the school in the first place is because they were good like 20 years ago so i think how that relates to uf is everyone needs to be aligned top to bottom and i do think strickland is aligned with more and hell scott strickland was, was a devote mississippian mississippian i think that's how you say it uh mississippi state born and raised he was their ad obviously he was the one who got mullen there in the first place when strickland got the florida job i remember reading about this i think it was uh oh man i don't even remember who wrote this story but it was a great story from sports illustrated about how Strickland was like tossing and turning and like almost didn't hire Mullen simply because of his devotion to Mississippi state. And this is why, why Strickland, while Strickland was now the UF AD. Right. (laughs) So to me, that just says, this is a guy who is, and not in a bad way, is just so emotionally attached to the certain facets of the job. I do think Strickland cares about this football program. Maybe he is a little too loyal to Mullen. Maybe Mullen should have already been fired. Maybe they do need to rebrand. But for right now, if anything is going to happen next, it has to be pretty damn drastic, like a loss in one of the remaining three games. Uh, I do have confidence that Strickland can find the guy they pool in the resources, make this football program what it needs to be basketball isn't really working out listen i I love i love track and field i love tennis i love all the guys who are balling out over there and girls of course but it's just kind of like all right like we don't really know where it goes next because there's still a lot of things that need to be solved right now for this season i don't think one gets fired i don't think they lose i'm knocking on wood here pretty damn hard to make sure that doesn't happen but if a loss does happen or it gets pretty close i'm gonna be one of those people barking for mullen's head yeah no agreed i mean it's like at every other school that has a top football program or is supposed to be having at least they can say that they're a basketball school now we cannot even say that so <laughs> we need nope. to get we need to get it together um you know something drastic doesn't need to happen. We're either losing one of the next few games and Mullen is gone or we're winning out and bringing in resources to get in a great recruiting minded defensive coordinator that can really just like push our team to the next level. And those are really the two options that I see folding out. Mm -hmm. Now, I think this upcoming off off season is going to bring with it a lot an, a lot of need for like discipline and details that we just seem to be missing out on right now and my hope is that in a year from now we're sitting in these chairs like praising the team that we're having but you know a, a lot of it is patience and 
obviously like I can't do the job that they're doing myself, but I definitely can have opinions on it. So that's kind of why we're here right now. And yeah, I guess my hope is that, you know, my hope right now looking forward is that we beat FSU. And I think I one time heard um, Tim Tebow say about rivalry week that like, if you're, if your team and your program has just had an awful year and you win during rivalry week, it just like helps the morale so much. And it just like makes it a successful season because it's the last game of the season. It's the one everyone remembers. So like, I just hope that we kind of internalize that going forward. Um, It's obviously our last home game as students, which is like insane and crazy and sad to think about. So I'm definitely looking forward to the next few games here. I'm worried. I'm excited. I'm nervous, but that's kind of just like what being a Gators fan is at this point. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm really, really excited to kind of see how the drama of this wraps up. And obviously Zach and I both have a passion for working in sports in the future. And I think being a part of that drama so wholeheartedly, whether it be, you know, as a fan, as a spectator, as someone that's commenting, commenting on it, you know, uh, from an object objective perspective, like, this is the fun of it. And I'm really excited that we were able to kind of debrief brief on everything that's happening to uh, this mm-hmm. past few weeks. Yeah. It wouldn't be fun if we just like win every game by 40 points and not a lot of talk about, I don't know. It's nice to have all this drama, you know, and pick a new defensive coordinator, all this fun stuff at the end of the day, like I'm always going to support the Gators. Right. Uh, may I be so inclined to watch every second of the game. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It kind of depends. Like right now, I will probably be driving home during the Missouri game, but it's what happens, you know. But yeah, as always, I like always just excited for the future, nervous for the future. I think it would be kind of ironic if Mullen does leave by the time, you know, we're not students yeah. anymore. Just saying, like, hey, like we had Mullen for four years, you know, just like LeBron was in the heat for four years. That's that was our college years. Um, but at the end of the day, like I'm always gonna support the Gators and just hope. They, whatever happens it's for the best of the football program and yeah. the other programs of course i keep discounting them but like i mean i as much as i love football the other programs are good here too yeah for sure i mean looking towards the future i think about this like probably more often than normal that like okay like we, I, as long as we're good as long as we have a winning season as long as it's exciting mm-hmm. you know like that's all i care about from a fan perspective obviously i care if we win but you know i obviously know that like that's like a type of magic that you can't really like replicate and like create it kind of just like happens so you know like I'll be here to support it when it does but it's been an amazing time being able to be like a Gators fan at UF and yeah I mean I'm very excited to kind of see what kind of happens in the next few weeks and in the next years too I still remember my first game I forget what team we were playing. I think maybe it was Bowling Green, like freshman year, wearing a button-down shirt. The Gators come like storming onto the field, and I'm just sitting there at the nosebleed section, like, wow, I I waited my whole life to be able to say this is my school now. Like, this isn't my parents' school anymore. This isn't my favorite team. This is my team. This is my school. Like, I am and always will be a Florida Gator. So to kind of be like living through all this right now, like, 
it's amazing. I feel like I've, I haven't really taken too much of it for granted, but I know like looking back on this in the years to come, it's going to be like, wow, like I, that was my whole life leading up to those four years. And he, there I was experiencing it. So being able to talk about it with you, you as always, so much fun. It's so awesome. Uh, the circumstances aren't necessarily the best, but hey, they can't always be perfect. They can't win them all. Uh, but any other time, you know, you feel like talking about Gators or I see that obviously you're a big Dolphins fan like I am too. But a lot of the stuff we talked about today, you know, it can entail to them as well. So maybe that'll be the next podcast episode. In a couple of months. Who knows? But as always, like great talking with you, Delilah, especially about the games. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Zach, for coming on. It's been awesome to rewind through the last few years and look forward to the future. Um, and yeah, as always, go Gators. And to everyone listening, so much fun to be back in the podcast seat. Hope you enjoyed this episode and looking forward to kind of connecting again soon. So thank you all for listening and see you soon.